Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Byteclear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Byteclear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at That's Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Welcome back into another edition of the Just Press Play podcast. For the first time since the NFL season has kicked off, we are welcoming on Uncle Tony, joined by the normal pew, pew, suspects. Pew, pew, pew. What's we got up? Pops, LJ and Uncle Tony, what is going on, guys? Hello, hello, hello. Howdy, howdy, howdy. <laughs> great. It's great. Glad to be we here. We have had uh, uh, another big week of football. It seems there's a lot of different different headlines we could get to. There's the injury bug bit uh, just about everybody in the NFL, maybe none more yeah. than San Francisco. Then you had the Ooh. the QB duel, 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 duel. Can you say that word? Easy for duel. you. The quarterback quarterback showdown, there was just some good quarterback play on Sunday night, and then there was some bad quarterback play on Monday night with one guy looking uh, his age. There's a lot to get to, (laughs) but before we get into all that, you might not be able to get to the game this year, but you can still get on all the action of the games over at Bet Online. Bet Online is going the extra mile to make sure you get in on everything imaginable this season, from game spreads and totals to team, player, and coaching props. Maybe they need to get a prop on mask because there's a lot of money spent on uh, coaches <laughs> yeah, no not kidding. wearing their mask right. Uh, I bet, bet on- that's about to quit, though. Anyway, yeah. go ahead. Bet online gives you more options to wager than any place online. You can get in on their season opening bonuses today. They still have some available. And start off wagering on win, division, and championship futures now. Head to betonline.ag today and take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. By the way, Uncle Tone, I don't know if you know this, we gave, and we'll have some more a little bit later in the pod, but we gave our three bet online locks of the week. And if you listen to us and went and put just a big hefty money down on a parlay for all three, you are sitting a little richer this weekend. That's well, right, that's right. All right, all right, all right. I heard him. That'll be the one time that'll happen this year. <laughs> I heard him. But then I took <laughs> LJ's advice and said, whatever we do, just do the opposite. <laughs> so I did. <laughs> so that's Ouch. why. So then you're, you'd probably be a little gloomy this week. No, you're supposed to be like Bizarro and do the opposite of the opposite. Or like, no, that that's was true. Oh, why? That's, yeah. Uh, when I say don't do what we do, oh, yeah. man. Then do what we do, you know. Okay, yeah. so where do we want to start? Just off the, uh, do we want to go talk a little bit about the Sunday night game? Do y'all want to talk a little bit about the Monday night game? Maybe the the Cowboys win or injuries? I'll pops out of those four things. Where do you want to start with? Let's get the injuries out of the way. The injuries. I mean, this week was terrible. LG, do you the gong hit? 
Yeah. Yeah, I <laughs> know. Yeah, we're going to get Tony's probably lost at least. Well, between however many fantasy teams he has, he had to lose at least a few players, I would imagine. <laughs> Not actually, no. That's how good my draft was this year. All those great you came players away unscathed. None of them were on my team. <laughs> well, I would. LJ, do you remember a, a Sunday where it just felt like this Sunday players, like star players, and then just players in general? It seemed like there was a ton of big injuries this week. I counted 16. I tried to look up uh, like a sort of injury stat, and it's a little bit difficult to find. Um, it does seem like more than usual, but I feel like I say that every year. I feel like every year at the beginning of the season, it's like, oh my God, so many people got hurt. This never happens. And, uh, so I think it's pretty normal. I don't know. Well, That's just was, my guess. Though. I was That's wondering completely that uneducated. same thing, El, because I was at first, like as I was watching Sunday, when guys kept dropping, I thought this is worse than I've ever seen it. And then I, yeah. as the Sunday went, I was like, I don't know though. I feel like there's probably once a week we do this every year where we're like, man, football is awesome, but these injuries. So what do you think, Tony? Yeah, I was trying to think back. Uh, the year that Brady went down, um, it seemed like there was a rash of injuries, and I can't remember if that was a strike year. Or if they were just out for a little bit, I can't remember. But it seems like there was a year that they didn't get as much uh, practice or uh, preseason games in, and we had a big injury. But it seems like Brady was one of, and it kind of, uh, kind of went on a waterfall after that. But I can't remember. Lift, do you remember? I don't remember what was going on that season. I just remember Brady being out, and I had picked him the year before and didn't pick him that year, so I was kind of okay with it. <laughs> I mean, I hated him being out, but yeah. he wasn't my quarterback. Well, and I guess that, that gets us right to the – and that's what I was wondering, did it have something to do with the pandemic? I, like, I know the NFL will talk about how they actually started camp on time, like they started camp at the same time they would have no matter what. But it wasn't as much that, I think, as – the access to gyms and working out, like even if you wanted to work out, a lot of gyms were just closed throughout the country. I, I just don't know it's true. How, what access you had compared to normal. And I did look up, so in a recent essay titled Prioritizing Player Safety in a Pandemic, it was written by the union president, J.C. Treader, who's actually the center of the Browns. He noted that following an extended layoff after the NFL's 2011 lockout, injuries increased by 25%. So, but that's with a larger sample size. The players union said it wants to wait and get through next week's game to have three weeks full of games to kind of look at all the injuries and analyze if if it had anything to do with the pandemic or not. Because they say, which I, I like that they're at least saying we're not ready to you know bash the NFL or anything because we just don't know. It's early, yeah. like LJ said, this does happen. So let's see yeah. after three weeks. But it does seem like there is a conversation to be had of maybe the lack of an offseason, and then maybe the bodies didn't recover as quickly after week one. I know the team that got hit the hardest with the injuries would be the San Francisco 49ers. And I saw, did y'all see? No doubt, yeah. Shanahan was, uh, and multiple people talked about the turf over there at MetLife Stadium. Did you see that, Tony? Uh Yes. What were they saying? Were they saying the turf is sticky or something? That's what I was seeing. Yeah, they're saying that it's a, I I can't remember the, there's a length of, of, turf that they have and and they're saying that MetLife is is sticky so i i don't know it sounds good but but they they had there have been talks about MetLife stadium and that and that turf well they're the the niners are playing there again next week they yeah. played the giants on that same stadium so <laughs> oh my god oh, wow they better bro. hope for yeah, a covid so let's, outbreak let's hope it wasn't the turf for them <laughs> yeah they get that game postponed what do you 
<laughs> Do you remember, Tony? I mean, Veteran Stadium in Philly used to be famous for its uh, bad turf, but I don't. What was that? Was it just it, short? It was hard, hard as was, a rock. Yeah, that that turf yeah. at Veterans was that old aster turf, real short and didn't have much cushion to it at all. People hated playing there. Yeah, I remember that. that. Was it a uh, St. Louis that, like, not that long ago had like the warning track or whatever that people kept slipping on? You remember that? Uh, the, now. The old Oakland Stadium, where the A's play, people hated to play because you played on the infield. It was one of the last multi-use uh, fields, yeah. and that infield was really bad because you you were running on dirt, and yeah. uh, that that was always pretty yeah. bad. I do remember though, Tony. There was like a there was like some sort of uh, some sort of issue where like the, uh, some big player, like a not a Tory Holt, but like someone like that, like. Torn ACL sliding on a, a warning track by the stadium by the by the edge of the field or something like that. I don't know. I might be making it up. That could have been the if it was a long time ago. That could have been the old Bush Stadium uh, in St. Louis. Maybe uh, that Maybe was so. a notorious it because it was just round and uh, it was yeah not the best for football. Well, you right, know they right. used to put and I don't know if I've seen it as much this year, but they used to put that kind of felty uh, but slick material uh, on the sidelines, and I've seen several players slip on it in the past. I haven't yeah. seen that so much this year. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, LJ, back in the day at Edward, jo- Edward Jones Stadium in St. Louis, when the Rams were still there, there was concrete around before the stands, and That's multiple guys was. slipped. It, Fisher pointed it out because Josh McCown – Hurt his shoulder when he couldn't slow down, and then Reggie Bush suffered a serious knee injury. Reggie I think Bush is the one I was thinking of. Thinking of. Yeah. Reggie Bush. So we put we put it on it, and you were right. You were right. There was, and I think you even mentioned right. St. Louis is where you Stats thought it was. Junior so. got on it over here. Yeah, thanks it. for thanks to the IT team. Uh, we'll announce their names at some point, but thank you guys, <laughs> man. But I just wanted to to I think probably the biggest injury just as like I don't know just. Probably because a lot of people that notice injuries are fantasy football players. So Saquon Barkley is probably the biggest right. name just because everyone's like, oh, my God, I drafted him, you know, whatever. He probably yeah. went in the top five of most drafts. But right. team-wise, as we mentioned, the 49ers loosened both Solomon Thomas and Nick Bosa. to. Not only did they both tear an ACL, they both did it two plays apart. Mm. Yeah. I mean, yeah. that is, that's tough. That's and that, tough. Painful. And I and we talk about that team last year. I remember there was a lot of good good parts about that roster, but we talked about the, the big four. thing was that front four could get mm-hmm. pressure. And if you look back now, if you count those two injuries and the fact that they traded DeForest Buckner to the Colts, if you, that means they've lost over they've lost eighteen and a half sacks and forty five quarterback hits from last season wow. alone. Yeah, and and what that's yeah. not even accounting for. Sherman's out. Debo Samuel's still out. Garoppolo just got hurt. Mostert and Mostert. Tevin Coleman both Coleman. got hurt. Kittle missed last week. There's just a lot of injuries on San Fran now. GBG. Yeah, I mean you'd rather get hurt now, I guess, as opposed to later. But like we talked about with Bosa, Bosa might be the best the end. He's up there and he's gone for the year. That's just tough. Well, but who's got the most to lose though? Looks like Barkley. Barkley probably had a situation where he has a good year. He signs a contract like McCaffrey or, or Zeke did last year. Or uh, who's the other running back? I guess Kamara, Kamara signed. Um, anyway, and Dalvin so now – signed. Uh, yeah, Dalvin Cook. So so that – and then I really think that's going to inhibit Daniel Jones' development there. I, I really think yeah. having that running back – I mean, I think it sets him back a year. I think it sets the Giants back a year. I, I don't know that – 
they're supposed to sign Devontae Freeman today. Uh, so if they get Devontae Freeman in, that gives them that. Uh, with him and Deion Lewis, they actually have a couple of good uh, veteran backs. I, I think Daniel Jones will be okay. Um, he they mm. you know they got hit with it too because Sterling Shepard went down. Uh, yeah, I should say Shepard went down. And how so, long is he out, Tony? I is haven't he... seen that part. I haven't seen that yet. I know that they still got uh, Golden Tate and Darius Slayton is lighting the world up. And Evan Ingram Slayton actually looks good. Ingram actually showed up yesterday for him as well. So um, he still got some talent. So I'm not sure Daniel Jones will be hurt hurt as much um, as well. The, the 49ers really decimated, you know, and and I we've always had that argument about Bosa and how great he is, and he's he's great when he's out there. But you know, I, I think this, sure. you know, unfortunately he's hurt again. And same thing with Barkley. I, the, the biggest concern that, I have that was for the Barkley, other Bosa, wasn't it? I thought you were it was, talking about the Bosa. At, I thought at, Nick uh, was the Chargers, weren't you? No, I well, thought Nick was the one always. He definitely hurt. Uh, Bosa's well, a Bosa. Nick, Nick Bosa just won Rookie of the Year and Defensive Player of the Year in the same year. Yeah, last year, it was so. Joey Bosa that Tony always. Well, no, no, no. Okay, so Joey Bosa started it, but then I hopped on Nick Bosa's back, and he carried me all the way to the Super Bowl. And uh, Tony was not happy about it the whole time. So. <laughs> I was not. I was well, not. I, the 49ers will need to get healthy and get healthy fast because that division, as Dad mentioned last week, not you were saying you thought it was the Still, best division of football. Look, it's seven and one so far. I mean, that division is tough, and it's not getting any easier. Yeah, that whoosh, um, that whoosh the 49ers heard was everybody passing them. Whoosh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I do want to talk about the Sunday night game. One. I don't think Seattle and New England can play an NFL game without it having a really good ending. I mean, it just it feels like That's every true. time those two teams play, something happens. And what do y'all? I want to talk about the quarterbacks. Who do y'all want to talk about first? I'll go to you, LJ. Russ or Cam Newton? Um, but I think Russell Wilson might be the best quarterback playing this year. So, um, yeah, I think I agree with it. It seemed like the headline we'll after the <laughs> after the head after the game. The headlines like. Oh man, Cameron Newton! I can't believe he wasn't signed. It's like, well, let's. I, yes, that was an impressive game, but can we go look at the guy who? Yeah, as you said, LJ, he might be playing the best football out there right now. I mean, is that? Mm-hmm. It's week two, so it's hard to crown an MVP. But <laughs> MVP, the MVP Russ campaign is on right now. That was a hell of a game. If I had to vote today, he'd be top of my list. Well, uh, by the way, the ten major sports books have. Russell Wilson as the favorite now to to be the MVP, interestingly enough, after last week. And let me, while I'm here, can I just read you his stats from two weeks? He's completing 83% of his passes for 610 yards. He's got nine TDs with only one interception. That's that's pretty salty, boy. And that interception was the ball he... (laughs) Hit Greg Olson right in the hands and it bounced off his hands and went to. The, so what? His fault. Major. Yeah, <laughs> he has eleven incompletions and nine touchdowns on the year. Okay. He's having a good year. Yes. That's nice. uh, but then we have we have Cam Newton, who it sure looks so. I, I, when, when the signing happened, I know we joked about it. A lot of people joked about it. How did the NFL mess up and let the Patriots, the effing Patriots, get Cam Newton? And it sure right. is looking like that's exactly what happened because Cam Newton showed us in Week One. That he can still run, he's fine. He's, he's healthy from the waist, from below the waist. Now he looks like he's healthy above the waist because he threw for 400 yards and a touchdown. He's now eighth in passing yards, and he leads the NFL in rushing touchdowns. Uh, if the Patriots could right now choose, I don't know if they wanted to get rid of Tom Brady. Tom Brady might have chose to leave, but if they could choose right now who they'd rather have, they probably would choose Cam Newton. I think. What do you think, pops? Well, they're paying him probably what about eighteen million dollars less a year, <laughs> yeah, too. Probably more than that. Than their last quarterback. 
Um, you know, Cam Newton did look good. I, I, uh, he, I, he looked accurate to me. I think the most impressive thing to me on Sunday night is I thought he threw the ball with accuracy. He was putting it on with zip on it, throwing a frozen rope. The shoulder looked okay. The, the shoulder looked good. That's, I mean, his running ability has always been there because he's just huge. But his, uh, his arm looked good to me Sunday night. Some of the quarterbacks yeah. who signed deals for more guaranteed money than Cam Newton this past offseason, Andy <laughs> Dalton, Blaine Gabbert, <laughs> Brett Hundley, Colt McCoy, Jeff Driscoll, Chase Daniel, Marcus Mariota, <laughs> Case Keenum, A.J. McCarron, Chad Henney, Matt Schaub, who's still in the NFL, Matt Barkley, and Nathan Peterman. <laughs> Nathan Peterman. All signed oh. for more guaranteed money than Cam Newton this offseason. Wow. Oh, I bet Bortles gets signed by Denver for more than Cam Newton's getting paid. <laughs> yeah. Probably. Or equal, equal to or more, probably. <laughs> Cam Newton is playing for his 22 contract, and it's going to look yeah, really so. good. You know what? <laughs> Next year, that list of people that make more money than him will be a lot <laughs> shorter. A lot it might shorter. be just Patty. Yeah. It might be just Patty. So, yeah. Tony, where do we with, with they? They still lost the game, so the Patriots are now one and one. Yeah. But how dangerous are they with Cam Newton? Do you think they're a contender? Are they a Super Bowl contender in the AFC? No. And the reason I say that is. No. Um, uh, if you if you watched them now, I, they it was a great game to watch Sunday night, and and I I'm still I'm not going to say skeptical. Russell Wilson's a great quarterback. I don't think that he's going to stay on this kind of pace where he's gonna he he's gonna threaten fifty plus touchdown passes um, because they've had some the, these first two games they've had. I think Dallas showed that Atlanta really isn't a very good ball team, and um, and, and so. Having Atlanta and New England back to back, and New England's hurting on defense, and I think they showed that. So, but Cam does a great job, but has not always been able to carry a team all the way. And he did that that one year. But I, I, I I'm just a little concerned that as people start to game plan, uh, and Belichick is one of the best at this. Josh McDaniels is not necessarily the best at this, but they're going to have to figure out how to get a second or third option because you saw that at fourth down at the end of that game. Everybody knew Cam Newton was going to get it, and Seattle stopped him. And so I think you're going to start to see the game plans really start to hook into how to stop Cam Newton, and does New England have the players, the playmakers, to uh, offset that? And I I don't see that yet. They're going to have to make some types of moves to get get somebody in there to to help them. Yeah, I mean – I think Julian Edelman looks good. It, uh, this is the most I've seen him catch balls downfield, maybe because Tom Brady couldn't get it to him downfield. I don't know. But they're going to need Nikhil Harry to be the first-round pick that they drafted. Yeah. Boy, no kidding. Yeah. That's a good And point. they're going to probably need Damian Harris. Yeah. I know there was a lot of hype around Damian Harris, and he started out on IR. He'll come back, I think, week four or something, mm-hmm. week five. Oh, correct. So maybe. But, yeah, they, they're they lacking at least another weapon or two for that offense. They, they can be good. They, they can are. be, but they're not uh, quite there. Edelman, they wore his ass out. Well, I mean, He looked exhausted. Yeah. Did you see he fell on his head that one time? I was kind of nervous he got hurt. But yeah, I, he, had a, he had a well of a game. And I think Edelman would not have had. And if there's anybody out there that's wanting to go trade, if you've got Edelman, trade him now uh, because he'll never be higher than this right now in fantasy football. But um, I don't know. I'll get dinged for that. But um, the uh, no, 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 no. That's not your team. You're good. That's advice. Uh, that's for real. But James White wasn't at that game, and he wasn't at that game suddenly. And and you know, if James White yeah. or his fans are out there, our hearts go out to James. Hopes you know, hope he makes it through this, but. <laughs> You know, for him yeah. not to all of a sudden be yeah. there, he probably gets four or five of those catches from Edelman, if not more. And 
you know, he could be that weapon for them, but they, um, but I think Edelman just had the game of his life and he's only got about 80 passes he can catch per year before something breaks on him. And so unfortunately he just took 10 of those. So he's only got about 65 left for the rest of the year. They still got 14 games to play. So, um, here's hoping he makes it, but, uh, uh, we'll see. I didn't think about that. White being out, probably that could have been a difference yeah. maker. Well, and for yeah, that to happen, point. so like like Tony was saying, that it was a tragic incident. But for that, mm-hmm. that wasn't something they prepared all week to not have him. It was Sunday they realized, and yeah, yeah that, there's more important things than football, and no his doubt. he had yeah. more important things going on. But that does throw a, a, a little hinge in the in the game plan. I I wanted to talk about two other young quarterbacks that have had a, a, an impressive start. And I wanted to get who do y'all think's had the more impressive start? We got Kyler Murray or Josh Allen, both at two and zero. Where who, who do you think's had the more impressive start so far, Tony? Man, you know what? I, there's a chip on my shoulder for Josh Allen, and if David Pike is out there listening, he's a son of a bitch. For drafting him in front of him. But um, I think that uh, might warrant a ding. <laughs> That's a ding, Josh. <laughs> Josh Allen is probably the most physically gifted of the young quarterbacks. He's got the height. He's got the arm strength. He's just never had – he's been learning the game. As great as Kyler Murray runs, and he had a couple of phenomenal runs this weekend, Kyler Murray did, Josh Allen can really get down the field. So of those two, I think Josh Allen probably is showing a little bit better because he's having to manufacture more of his his activity because of their game plan – Kyler Murray, that 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 team is built around a quarterback to throw it 45, 50 times. And so I think Josh Allen is probably the better of the two at this point. I think it is worth noting that Kyler Murray's two wins came over San Francisco, at least in week one, before they got ravaged by injuries. And Washington defense, who I think we're starting to say that defense is not bad. I don't think it's like an elite defense, but so those aren't two bad wins. Uh, Josh Allen's while he is two and zero, and he's putting up what's he sixty six percent completion percentage, five hundred eighteen. Or I'm looking at the wrong. You're name, looking sorry. at Kyler Murray. Yeah, seventy percent completion percentage, seven hundred twenty nine yards, most passing yards for Josh Allen. Six touchdowns, no ints, and he had another score on the ground. But he did do so against the Dolphins and the Jets. The Jets might be the worst team in football. The Dolphins, I'm not sure about. I'll talk about the Dolphins later, but the Dolphins are better than people think, and um, uh, I. That's a lot better, I I think, for what he's got around him. They they actually are trying to run the football with Devin Singletary and Zach Moss. For him to be putting up those kind of figures with that balanced attack, I think means more than Kyler Murray putting that up with a with a spread offense. Even with Kenyon Drake back there, I think you see that Kyler Murray's built more for that. So so, and I know I'll get flack for this, but I, I just think Josh Allen is the better of the two quarterbacks, physically and from a potential standpoint right now. Uh, Pops, what do you think? What's well, more I, sustainable, I guess? I, I, I think Josh Allen certainly is – Is I like him a little more. But, I, Tony, are you saying if you had to start a football team and you could start with Josh Allen or Kyler Murray, you're taking Josh Allen without a question? Without a question. So really? I disagree with that wholeheartedly. Bold. Yeah, that's bold. bold. I don't know that I would say that. Well, uh, I, I'm on the I'm on the Josh Allen train too, but not with not not. Well, Tony's alone on the by well, himself on the complete one. But yeah, yeah. and I, I just think that unless Kyler Murray and I think Russell uh, Russell Wilson has really broke the mold for the uh, the prototypical NFL quarterback. So I'll, I'll, let's give credit yeah. there. But Josh Allen is just looks to me more built to last. He's the bigger, stronger. 
the, the, the just so, the bigger athletic quarterback that can hang in a pocket and can and can work in multiple situations. I think Kyler Murray. If you put Kyler Murray in a, a non-spread offense, I don't think he's near as, as effective. And at some well, point in time, he's going to— I want the offense he'll succeed in, right? Well, I mean, that's he's built for this yeah, spread offense. Yeah, right? at some point in time, though, he's going to have to—he'll he'll be forced to, do, to have some type of balance. And we'll see if he can— I guess where, I, where I've kind of disagreed probably is just, like, I, to me, Josh Allen is a lot like— he's built very similar to Cam Newton. They're both— Big guys can really run. Josh Allen can really mm-hmm. run, as you've mentioned. Yep. And he's got a cannon. But And so I get that might make you think he's more durable than Kyle Murray. But what these big guys do is they also will now take on linebackers and take on more contact, like their running back. And we've seen running backs that just will wear on you. You keep taking those hits. Well, where Kyler Murray just does not get hit. He just does not get hit. He knows how to save himself. And when it comes to arm talent – Kyler Murray makes some throws that he. I'm not putting up there with the Russell Wilsons and Mahomes and stuff. But every now and then he'll make a throw where you're like, "There's something special." He does have a special arm. It needs to be more consistent. What do you think, LG? It looked like you had something. Yeah. Well, I was just gonna say the bigger quarterbacks tend to be more injury prone as well, right? Like you, I mean, Cam Newton's gotten ben. hurt quite a few times. Big Ben is who I was gonna go to. Go, here it comes. Um, <laughs> here comes the Big Ben. I mean, I'm just saying. I'm not. Look, look. You know, everybody here knows how I feel about Big Ben. <laughs> Um, and it's no secret, but I just, I, I don't see that as the size is necessarily, I mean, you can see over your linemen, but outside of that, it doesn't seem to, uh, it doesn't seem to outweigh the injury history that a lot of these bigger quarterbacks tend to have. In my opinion, I don't know. That's just my opinion. Yeah. I, I and we're seeing these smart quarterbacks not be like Mike Vick. They've learned from Michael Vick where they've realized you just cannot take those hits. Can't you can't do hits. it. Yeah, no, I'd say. But otherwise, beside that point, though, Tony, you're—I you, mean, you've made some great points. I—I I haven't watched much Josh Allen, but he's—I mean, good stuff. Good stuff. For yeah, sure. it, it's worth please, noting. According yeah. to CBS Sports, Josh Allen does have three interceptions dropped so far this year, which is the most in the NFL. <laughs> That—that that, I mean, you can find stats for anything. So I, hey, I, I, I really like Josh Allen. Because he's throwing it so damn hard. You take hard. half your job applications, throw them in the trash can, because you don't want unlucky people, you know? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good one. That's good. Well, hey, both of those yeah. teams are 2-0, so I kind of want to talk a little bit about 2-0 teams and 0-2 teams. So let's start with the 2-0 teams. Out of the 2-0 teams, Pops, who do you think is, let's start with this, the most surprising 2-0 team to you? Uh, the most surprising, and I'm going to answer the same question twice, is the Bears. <laughs> they're, they're the most surprising 2-0 team. And anticipating the next question, they ain't making the playoffs. I don't see it happening. <laughs> so you're saying so it's it's surprising and it's a fluke, is what you're saying. Exactly. So Pop says not only are the Bears the most surprising to a no team, he's calling it a fluke. LJ, what do you do you agree with that? I see a nod over there from Uncle Tony, but LJ, what do you think? Do I think they're a fluke? Yeah. I mean, yeah, they I mean part of their one of their two and O is uh is the Giants who've lost the running back. So yeah, I mean and it wasn't like a convincing win. They, yeah. they came down to the last play yeah. of the game. Yeah. Uh, they're definitely the worst undefeated team out there right now. I'm not saying that they're a bad team. They're just definitely the worst undefeated team. Okay, Tony, then let me switch it. Uh, it you can still be your more surprising one, but which one of these is for the most for real, these 2-0 and o starts? Which one do you see and you oh. go, oh, this is a legit Super Bowl. This is no fluke. Do you have one? Uh, Yeah. I. You know, we just got through talking about it. I, I, I think um, – well, you know, I I want to say, you know, it's hot to say Seattle, but they've they've put themselves up against a couple of, of folks that I'm not real concerned about. But I will say 
if if the Steelers can stay this tough on defense, I think they <laughs> can actually uh, make some noise in the AFC and surprise the, surprise the Chiefs. So I think the Steelers may be for real and somebody to really look out for. Sorry, LJ. Well, and I'll stick in that same division. I do, and we talked about this a little last week, and LJ about, I think his eyes rolled into the back <laughs> of his head, but I, I think the Steelers are more for real than they're not. But the, the Ravens well, okay, to me... No, I just, and, and, can I clarify ahead, real quick? Ahead. Can I yes, clarify my stance? It has nothing to do with... Because Tony's right. That defense is legit. It was Pop saying that Tom Br- or that uh, Ben Roethlisberger is an instant Hall of Fame quarterback. That's oh, what I was. First ballot. Place well, her all is. the time. I mean, my God. Oh, and I, yeah. Now, <sighs> now I'm I'm in bad shape because Kevin all of a sudden is going to drop the Ravens on us. Come on, man. I was taking <laughs> the Chiefs and the Ravens off the books, right? Let's just take them off the well, books. We know the reason they're... I bring up the Ravens is because I think the Chiefs two and zero start isn't that impressive to me. I'm not that impressed. Oh, with their so the start. they played a, so a the Brown quarterback and the Browns and the Go Texans ahead. are really impre- impressive teams to beat down. Is that what I'm hearing? Well, you know, but they beat the shit out of them. They're, they're not <laughs> they coming did. close with them. When you play Justin Herbert, you don't get a one possession game where it takes Butker kicking a 58 yard field goal to win it in a three 58 yard field goal. <laughs> great field goal, great kick. But I just the Ravens seem to me that they're very legit. Now we've seen them last year looked awesome in the regular season, and then it was bad in the playoffs. So they got a little bit of a monkey on their back. But I just really think the Ravens improved on improved on what was already a really good year last year. But I get what you're saying, Tone. You you went and took the Steelers, and I'm like, well, I'm taking the team that went 14-2 and two last year. That's the team I like. <laughs> that's a good, well, I'm that's with good Tony. call. I'm with, I'm with you on Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh was my team that I think is, you know, not not the Chiefs or the Ravens that that I think I think the, the Steelers are for real. I really do. Oh, did you have anyone in particular that's 2-0 that you really liked? Or? I mean, you guys have taken all the best ones. Um so no, not really. There's well, plenty. Then to I'll, take. I'll, There's plenty. I'll back off. I'll back <laughs> off a little bit and pick a team that's not just as obvious tone. I think the Titans are a really good team. I know they okay. barely beat the Jaguars, but I think Tannehill, as much as we've joked about, you know, he's he's got all the talent. We just don't know if he's ever going to do it. He's injury prone. He was really good last year. He looked really good the first two weeks, and Derrick Henry really hasn't just got off. I mean, he's not having a bad start to the year, but right. he hasn't just been Derrick Henry of the playoffs. And I think that defense is only going to get better. They signed Jadavion Clowney like three days before the season started, so they're only going to get better there. Sure. I like the Titans. I think they. I think they win the AFC South. Well, their schedule is pretty. It sucks for the Texans easy. that they the Texans yeah. started the season out really oh. tough, but yeah, I don't want to bet on Bill O'Brien for anything. Kevin, I'll be right there with you. If, if the Titans can start off seven and one, eight and two. They're going to be tough because those last six ball games is when they really hit their stride, and they could be really yeah. a force to reckon with if they're if they're healthy. At, and at Derrick Henry point. gets a lot more worse to tackle as the weather gets cold. You just don't yeah. want to tackle that big man. He just becomes worse and worse. Yeah. All right. So to zero and two starts, then LJ, is there any zero and two start that you think can get things turned around? I mean, God, I hope the Broncos, but no, I don't see that happening. Well, they just lost their quarterback too. It's going to be tough. Yeah. I've actually been. The Broncos, we didn't mention them really with the injury bug, but they lost some people with uh, Cortland Sutton out yeah. for the year. I, I, I really like Sutton. Homer. I, think... I didn't know if maybe I was just feeling that all by myself. No, I, but <laughs> yeah, we had you know Denver, somewhat like San Francisco, lost their best defensive player before the season started, and then mm-hmm. lost their yep. quarterback and and their arguably their best offensive player in Cortland Sutton. 
And so um, they're that's just a tough break, and they're they're too young of a team to, to recover from that. Do we know how I serious? So I know he was in a sling, and it's going to be multiple weeks. Is it, it's not season for Drew Locke, is it, LJ? Well, I mean, I know, there, know? there's big rumors that they're signing uh, Bortles, so at least they're planning long term. Um, <laughs> I just wonder. It's it sucks for them because with the with the way the injuries have hit them, yeah. I think they're going to be they're going to have a they're probably going to have a bad record this year, and they probably need to start think go ahead and start thinking about how are they going to build in the draft. And I just you. There's no way – There's you can't be sold on Drew Locke, but you can't punt on Drew Locke yet. I, yeah. he, he's shown uh-huh. me enough to where I want to see it. Yep. And yeah. I just think it's tough with the injury bug. Even if he does come back, the, t- he, the team's going to be depleted around I him. I don't think signing sure. Blake Bortles is is throwing Drew Locke no, out but if they the have, if, no. they have <laughs> if they end up really bad <laughs> and they want Trevor Blake, Lawrence, you know? Blake Bortles is there because Jeff Driscoll now, instead of being the scout quarterback, has got to be the starting quarterback. Blake Bortles <laughs> yeah. is just going to be there to run the scout team. Oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> You're on. not right. I still think they're in the Trevor Lawrence sweepstakes. <laughs> well, that's what I'm saying, though. Are they sold on – I don't know if they want a quarterback. I think I think they really like Drew Locke. I really I'd do rather, think they like Drew Locke. Yeah, I'd rather yeah. see what we got with Drew Locke. I mean, I, I, I know that Trevor Lawrence is pretty good at – this whole football thing, but yeah. <laughs> oh. all right. So uh, well, I, I think I asked LJ an zero and two team he thinks can turn it around, and somehow the Broncos. I, yeah, I still haven't named one. <laughs> yeah, um, I don't know. Pops, is there an zero and two team that you think can turn it around? Yeah, I, I really think the Texans can, just because I believe you mean I, turn I like it right Sean to Watson. eight and eight. I, 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 I'm just saying they're they're not going to end yeah. up. You know, uh, over for the year. Yeah. I think they do have a possibility of making the playoffs. I really do think that Bill O'Brien is not a great coach. I think he messed up trading DeAndre Hopkins. Sure, but looks I do like think it. David Johnson's got some talent, and yeah. um, so I, I think the Texans are a team that will be have to be reckoned with. Now, as you pulled up, they're playing the Steelers this week. That'll be uh, <laughs> yeah. The, the NFL <laughs> scheduling did not give them any breaks to start the year. They played yeah. the two reigning MV, the two past MVPs, and now they got the Steelers. Who I don't think the Steelers are as good as those other two teams, but they're not bad. No, <laughs> the Texans are a small and start SEC three will be tough. <laughs> yeah. What do you think, Tony? Is there an zero two team you like to get things turned around to right the ship? Or yeah, um, the Bone Hammers. They're 0-2, and, and I, I think they're really going to come back. I think That's they're really a gong right there. Gong. And, uh, and make it. So, For anyone uh, that doesn't know, this is where we're talking team. Tony's fantasy football team now. <laughs> no, I'll, for for the NFL, I I I think uh, the Miami Dolphins have an opportunity. And and you see how close they played the Bills this week and how close they played um, – um, Fair point. Uh, their Patriots? First Is it the Patriots? They're, they're right there. And so they have really developed a good young team, a good young defense. And uh, I think they've got I an like opportunity, the especially if for some reason the Patriots uh, falter down the stretch and, uh, and the Jets are just going to be terrible. And, and they actually do, after they get past the next couple weeks, they have a favorable schedule in the second half of the season. So I, 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 I think the Dolphins have an opportunity. Well, see, I was going to, while we have the Dolphins up, when do we start talking to a time? Fitzpatrick hasn't been great, but I'm just in the mindset, let's get the rookies out there. I don't know. Maybe the old garbs kind of like, let's let them learn a little bit. But you think they turn around with Fitzpatrick in there or? Yeah, I think so. And and there may still be a change and we may start to see a 50-50 kind of split where Tua starts to come in in certain situations. But, um, 
if if Fitz gets hurt, I think you see Tua immediately. But if they're four and four at the halfway point. I think Fitz stays in there because they've actually got an opportunity to make the playoffs, and and they could they could be four and four there. But if they're two and six, uh, I think Tua's in there. But I I still think they've got a shot with either one of those quarterbacks. Well, can I ask a question? So talking about kind of, and I think he's a rookie. What what do you do with Hebert now? I mean, is is he with Herbert? With Herbert, is Herbert? Is that how you say his name? Herbert, oh, I mean, he looked, he, he looked good and didn't know he was starting until seven, 10 minutes before the game. Um, I was impressed with I him. I was impressed with the way he handled himself. I really was. Yeah. I thought it was it was poor coaching in the fourth <laughs> or in the overtime. If you're going, where they punted on fourth down, you're going against Mahomes. You you can't punt because if you're punting to them, they're they're going to get three at least, I feel like. And Butker's a good kicker. Like you, I think you got to go for the win there. And I was, I was thoroughly impressed with Herbert to have won. Just get thrown out there too. He looked very adequate. I mean, he had he had some plays where he looked like a rookie, but for the most part, I thought he looked really good. As good as, and I hate it for Tyrod Taylor because I, I like him a lot. I like Tyrod, and this it, is what like the third time a rookie's going to take his job. I think. Yeah, now it's interesting because Anthony Lynn has come out saying with Tyrod Taylor's healthy, it's his job. But that's easy to say, say that, and yeah. hard to practice, and so, um, and we don't know what's wrong with Tyrod. They're they're not sure if it's. He was hospitalized Sunday night for chest pains. And so they're trying to figure out what it is. They're, they're not sure if it's a rib or if it's something else. So I, the last thing I'd heard, they were still running some tests. But uh, um, I, if Herbert comes out and had, does another adequate job uh, this week or next, I think it's going to be tough to get him out of that saddle. And the Chargers are somebody that could make some noise. Um, the Raiders look like there's they're really good, that there's, there's talent on that team. There's talent on that team. I tell you what, this Joshua Kelly is a hoss, man. This dude can carry the rock, and him and Eckler. And that one-two punch with him punch. and Eckler is not, it's yeah. a, it's not a, bad at all. They're fun to watch. I'll say they're fun to watch. So, so the team I'm going to take, and I hope I'm wrong just since they're in the division with the with my beloved Cowboys, but i got to think the Eagles turn things around at some point. Yeah, I almost took the Eagles, Kevin. That's a great pull. I just have I, there's a lot that that worries me with them. Yeah, like what do you like about them? They have no offensive line. C- Carson Wentz doesn't look like he can hit the broadside of a barn. Now, it's because dude, I'm a, it's because I'm a Wentz believer, really, and I might be Are wrong you? on that. I might okay. be wrong. On I like Wentz. I do like Wentz, but he he has no blocking in front of him. That's it is one of the worst lines in in the NFL. And, but now I will say this: Miles Sanders looked really good this weekend, and and that's big for them. That's big for them, and they play in the NFL. NFC least, and y'all talked about this last week. God, these teams are just not good, and so, um, so I think that uh, I think that's the difference. So that's a good pull, Kevin. Well, and they get a week to to get things right because they're going to play San, uh, Cincinnati this week. So that you like to think that's probably a win, and then they play San Francisco. We'll see who San Francisco even has if they got a a full roster to, to run out there. So. Maybe uh, they get things right. Who knows? By the way, again, talking about rookie quarterbacks, I've been impressed with Joe Burrow. I think Joe Burrow has done more than – I mean, I know he real was good deal. at LSU, but it was just a one-year deal. I think he is the real yeah. deal. And he's got A.J. Green there that I think you and I talked, Kevin. I think A.J. Green's told him, hey, I'm playing for that one last big contract. Get me the get me the effing ball. <laughs> and, and I mean, that's not a bad guy to throw the ball to either. Yeah. But uh, So I, I've been impressed with Burrow and Cincinnati uh, on, on the offensive side. 
Okay, well, I don't know how we've made it roughly 30 minutes without talking about it, but let's talk some Dallas Cowboys. Cowboys! <laughs> how about them Cowboys? <laughs> um, by the way, real quick, we, I didn't get a chance to bring it up, LJ. Just uh, I'm looking at all-time passing yards. Uh, Big Ben is number seven all-time, so that seems like a Hall of Fame to me. But you know, Oh, he's walking into the Hall with of Fame, it. baby. <laughs> Deal with he it! He go in before he retires. Look, I've, oh, God. I just, I'm not happy about it. You guys can say what you want. I don't care. Uh, serenity now. Serenity now. Serenity now. So, LJ, I'm going to ask you first, because I think we can get an unbiased answer out of you, but when it comes to that Falcons-Cowboys law or game, the Falcons lost, Cowboys win. Was it a better win or a worse loss? I mean, I, so there is something to say about, you know, getting that fight back and win sort of mentality. Like, that's, you know, that you come away with a lot there. But I will say, like, if you lose to somebody that fumbled, like, four times in two minutes in the first half, like, it, the Falcons have got to be just crying all the way home there. Well, they were home, weren't they? Or no, it was no, in Dallas. Yeah, they were crying Dallas. all the way back to Atlanta. Yeah. Um, well, and they may be looking for a new special teams coach, I think, in Atlanta. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't they should be. I bet the special teams coach was not on the plane back to Atlanta. <laughs> he took a cab. His hitchhiker. He left his ass he in Dallas. back to Atlanta. <laughs> how, how does Dan Quinn still have a job? This is a fair question. He's Same. a defensive-minded coach, and that defense is atrocious. Same way Bill O'Brien does. Yeah. He's, he's made one decent playoff run and and it's it's got a an owner who's not a quick trigger guy yeah. so I, but yeah i don't know that they were almost i i briefly thought about them for my turnaround team just because that offense is playing fine and julio's not even doing all that much so i like to think that offense is only getting better and i just don't think they can stop anybody now the cowboy we can talk about the cowboys because i don't know who they're stopping <clears throat> I mean, they allowed 39 <laughs> points themselves. It is. But yeah. that I, I did want to bring up on that onside kick. Do we think they didn't know the rules and didn't know they could get on it? Or they thought maybe it just wouldn't go 10 yards? It's it was that. an onside kick like I've never seen before. It's definitely it was part a weird B, one. though. It looked like it was, I mean, the trajectory was to the sideline or under 10 yards. And it took a weird curve at the end. That's what happened for sure. So you think they were hoping it wouldn't go 10? I mean, you, you jump on the ball, though, right? I mean, I... I if you are the receiving team, as soon as you can, you go recover the football. Well, to LJ's to to LJ's point, I think when it's obviously short, if you're the receiving team, that's when you hear like Peter, like you don't touch it. You need to let it go out of bounds to let them get it. And it looked like it was obviously short, and it just kept doing. I've never seen a ball spin like that. I mean, that, that was a weird. Well, well didn't that he, was the design. he kicked it without a tee? Didn't yeah, he? he did. He kicked it without a tee. He just kicked it straight off um, the ground. Yeah, that was a correct me if kick. I'm wrong though. If they were to touch it, it's now a live ball, right? If you touch it and don't recover it. Correct. So that's so why they never touch it, it and it never go ten yards. Yeah. Then it, yeah. It, but it, at some point, it's just rolling, 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 and four guys had a chance to just fall on well, it. And if you just fall on it, it's yours. Or you gonna say, Tone? This is where the special teams coach probably is fired. So <laughs> if you watch the replay, all three of the Falcons guys backed up, and so they should have known that one player's coming in and he's coming down the line, and if it gets to the nine and a half yard, he's getting on you get it. it yeah and the, everybody else gets back right and gets ready to position but so it was a poor decision making process for the falcons however i will say this it's one in a hundred but i'm telling you zerline just put the just the right spin on that ball and yeah. it, it was a phenomenal kick to get it to get right at 10 yards and and fool them like that so yeah. great it was just it was that one in 100 kick but uh um yeah but there's yeah special teams coaches 
Yeah, if, yeah. <laughs> he might be looking. For, it should be looking for a job, probably. Looking uh, for a job, yeah. I, I I just feel bad, you know, as a Cowboy fan and a, and a Razorback fan. I feel like we say all the time, like, oh, no one finds ways to lose like our teams. Well, Atlanta might be a team that finds <laughs> yeah. a way to lose just They're as bad. really good at We already it. talked about the Super Bowl before, <laughs> the 28-3 Super Bowl. And then, as it's been pointed out, I know Tony brought it up in the group message. I've seen it a few times. But teams that scored 39 points or more and have zero turnovers before Sunday were 440 <laughs> and zero, zero. Dating all the way back to 1933 when the NFL first began <laughs> recording team turnovers. It's never happened. <laughs> and the Falcons learned how to do it. And it wasn't like they turned the ball. Like... LJ, you're right. The Cowboys started with punt, fumble, fumble, turnover on downs, fumble, and then finally got a touchdown on their seventh drive. Yeah. So, and the Falcons found a way to lose that game. That is, you almost have to. That's impressive that they found yeah. a way to lose that ball. Yeah, give them some props. <laughs> yeah. Now yeah. I know me Damn, and Pops hard on that Tony, loss, and man. I wanted, yeah, We talked about this during the game, and I wanted to get your thoughts. But so the Cowboys score a touchdown to make it thirty to thirty nine. And they chose to go for two to try to make it a seven-point game instead of kick the extra point, which would have made it an eight-point game, which one possession. Do you agree with the call to go for two, or do you not, do you not get it? I Because McCarthy I, was catching a little bit of flack for it. I would have gone for one to put it into your need the two on the next one. Because if you get the next score, you've scored, what, 20-something in a row, and you've really put them on your heels more than now because you don't get that two-point conversion You've you've let some steam out, right? I still get the I go for the one, so you're still one score away. Without the one, you're two scores away, and I, I would have gone for the one. Yeah, but it's nice to know whether you're going to have to get that field goal or not before you hit that last drive, um, or the hopefully yeah. last drive would be my thought. So yeah, the analytic mind behind it, and this is where McCarthy did say like his whole year off, he was like I went and tried to learn all the analytics and when to go for it on fourth. <laughs> And technically, he is doing the analytical thing where you're going to have to get the two-point conversion at one point or another. Yeah. yeah. So go ahead and go for it early, and then at least with four yeah. minutes left, the Cowboys know, all right, well, here's what we got to do. We got to score. Yeah. In here. Yeah. It's going to have to be two possessions. It's going to be hard, but at least we know now, instead of if they fail to get the two-point conversion with 30 seconds left, now they're like, shit, now we need another possession, and we only have 30 seconds to get it. Okay. So yeah. that's the thought process. But yeah. I get what you're saying, because I think the, old, the, the mindset is – well, if we just kick the field goal, at least it's still a one-possession game. We're still alive, and we just got to get the ball back once. But I don't know. I get both sides well, of it. I, I hadn't right. thought of that until we were we were watching the game with Jared. Uh, uh, Jared Owens, good friend of the show, and he was making that point exactly, is that you know at least now you know what you got to do, which Kevin just clearly stated. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, I get that. I, I'm more in the Tony camp where let's get that – keep the momentum, don't give up any steam. And, and if I, I get that, too, on the last – the last uh, touchdown if I get there. I, that's what I would have done. Yeah. And that's a lot of confidence in your field goal kicker. I'll just say that. A lot of confidence. And and Greg Zerline is one of the handful of, of kickers. Butker, Lutz are, are the ones that you can go out there and, and do that with. Yeah. So last week we gave you uh, – before we get to uh, next week's headlines today – I kind of want to talk about what was a headline for this week, and that was the JPP just nailing their parlay, <laughs> their their locks of the week. So I want to get look at our betonline.ag locks of the week this week. And this week we actually get four with Uncle Tony, Ooh. so that parlay is just going to get Woo-hoo! you even more That's money. That's money. So does anybody already have a pick yet? LJ, do you have one to start? You ready? Um, Let's hear it. 
I'm I'm shocked. Mike died, but the gist of it is, I can't believe that Cleveland could be favored over anybody by seven points. So I picked Washington. So LJ likes to take NSC least teams as underdogs. That's what we're getting. We're getting a trend here. <laughs> that's that's not a bad strategy. <laughs> well, and actually, I think Washington's going to be one of those teams that year. I think they're going to lose a lot of games, but they're they're going to be closer than you think they're going to be, right? I think they're going to end up being seven to six to four point games. They're going to end up losing ten, but they'll all be in them. Uh, so I like that one, Tony. Do you have a lock for this week? I will say this: a lot of really, really good games this week. And uh, as much as we just talked bad about them. Uh, you know, you could have a bounce back for the Falcons. I mean, minus four to the Bears at Atlanta. We all did say the Bears are frauds, too. The so. Bears are frauds. So I, I've, I've got to pass that. But, you know, I'm, you know, I I, I just, um, gosh, there's some great games. But I, I will say that uh, um, uh, uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with, uh, and I hate to do this, uh, road favorites, but I'll take the Buccaneers at Denver. They Denver's got a lot of things to figure out, and uh, less than a touchdown yeah. favorite for the yeah. Bucks at Denver. I think that's that's decent. So I think you'll have to take a look at that one. Yeah, pops, do you have one? I've got two well, right I'm looking last at week. This now, do I? I did. Yeah, because yeah, the over under. I got the over. <laughs> I got the over on the Dallas Atlanta, and I got the Buccaneers covering. Um, Did, was that like planned out? Like dad didn't want to call it out himself, wow. but he just like texted LJ. <laughs> yeah, like, texted hey, LJ. Make sure he hey, mentioned it. Would you say if you could just send me, me that cash whenever. Um. <laughs> what time is it? Okay. Yeah, that's definitely what I'm going with. So I'm going to say my lock of the week is that the Buffalo Bills are going to cover that two and a half uh, yeah. over the Rams coming from the West Coast to the East Coast for a 1 p.m. Eastern time game. Ooh, that's, that's a good, good. One. I think. Uh, good stuff. I think. I, I was going to say the exact opposite. Okay. I was going to say the Rams plus two and a half. I think they just outright beat them. Well, I think they're but they're coming wild. across Take the country. Good luck with this game. parlay. I don't know. That's, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Take that money line. Take that money line. Well, I was reading somewhere. I was trying to pull it up real quick. I didn't know. I don't think the Rams are staying. I, it's the 49ers are going to stay in New York since they have back-to-back games in New York. The Rams are going to be, because they played in Philly, I think. Last yeah. week, so they they did fly they back west and then and go back. back. Um, just so I don't ruin our parlay, although <laughs> I will say my eyes are on the Rams to, to cover there. I'm gonna go with uh, the the Sunday night game. I like the Packers as plus three against the Saints. I think they're just better than the Saints. Mm. I don't think the Saints are that. I think mm. that game actually on Monday night showed us that because I was cutting the Buccaneers some slack last week because I was like, oh, they played a great team. I'm not sure how good the Saints are just because I hmm. think Drew Brees is well, washed. Let me tell you, they're not as good when Michael Thomas is out. Right. That's for Dan. That That's, does hurt. Yeah. When we talked injuries earlier, Michael Thomas getting hurt, I think, probably hurt the Saints more than anybody else getting hurt on Sunday because you really saw how much Drew Brees depended upon him getting targets and getting out of there when the going got rough. So. I just really like what I've seen from the – and yeah. I think more of this pick is what I've, I've liked what I've seen from the Packers as much as yeah. not the Saints. And and I just don't know. Like we said, I think Michael Thomas could play, but if he were to miss this game, then I really like that Packers. What is, what is Devontae uh, Adams? Uh, True, he has standing. a hamstring thing where I don't know for sure if he's playing. So that could be two could be two big receivers, big out. receivers out of that game. But I, I'm with you. I, I kind of like that Green Bay uh, getting three. 
Yeah. And I'm also keeping an eye on anybody playing the Jets, but the Colts are favored by 10 and a half. 10 and a half is a lot. That, that scares yeah, me a little bit. Big That's old a lot number. of points. That's a lot of points. A lot and of points. that just feels like you're trying to get me a get me to lose some hairs if I have to have <laughs> Philip Rivers minus 10 and a half. That just, I just can see him throwing a pick late in the game oh, and screwing up yeah. that for me. Yeah, still winning by four. Yeah, see that. All right, so there you go. That's our locks of the week. Remember, you can bet on all those over at betonline.ag. And while we are telling you about some of our friends, let me tell you about our friends over at Manscaped. 2020 has been a year of things happening that are completely out of your control. But there is one (laughs) thing you can control, and that's how you shave the nether regions. Our sponsors at Manscaped are here to remind you to do so. The Manscaped Lawnmower 3.0 is a premium electric trimmer that's designed to give you confidence boost through body image. Their ceramic blade and skin safe technology are designed to reduce nicks or tugs on your fellas down low. The Lawnmower 3.0 is also waterproof and comes with an LED light so you can manscape in the shower, in the dark, or in a dark shower, whatever floats your boat. They also just released their Shears 2.0 nail kit, which is the perfect add-on to their Lawnmower 3.0 trimmer. The Shears 2.0 is a luxurious four-piece nail kit featuring tempered stainless steel tools, and it includes tip tweezers, rounded point scissors, fingernail clippers, and a medium grit nail file. I will say for the ladies out there, it's an underrated gift, but just to throw in as like some really good fingernail clippers. Yeah. I mean, everybody could use some really good. I'll tell you what's bad. Bad fingernail clippers. That's really bad. It's about as bad as bad toilet paper. So you want to have good ones. And Manscaped has you covered. Right now, if you go to manscaped.com and check out some of these life-changing events and put in the promo code armchair. They will give you 20% off plus free shipping. That's the code armchair, A-R-M-C-H-A-I-R at manscaped with the D.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com. Trust me, your balls will thank you. Did you, All right. Wait, wait, oh, what's up, did you Did you say tip clippers? Did I hear you say that? Tip, tip tweezers. Tipped tweezers. Tip tweezers. Someone's gonna have yes. to. Someone's gonna have to explain that tool to me. So not well, now. Well, what you'll have to do is you'll have to go on to manscaped.com manscaped. and just peruse through these life changing products. Well, I think tipped tweezers yeah. are those tweezers that have the little angle. Is every on tweezers them, right? you've oh, ever tipped. tipped? Yeah. Yeah. Tips. Like, like every tweet. These are just the okay. the manscape seal of approval ones. That's the only difference. Okay. I missed I missed the ED on the end of that. I okay. Sorry. Tony, <laughs> looks right. like you can do a little uh plucking yeah. on your uh, eyebrows there. So yes. you might want to order that. I do. I do. Thanks, Cliff. <laughs> I appreciate it. All right, so let's take a look at next week's headlines today. One, I, I, I don't know for sure if someone will mention there, there is a huge, probably the biggest Monday night game of the year, or the biggest one thus far. We have the battle of the kickers, Justin Tucker versus Harrison <laughs> Butker with I mean, the, the Chiefs versus the Ravens. That could come up. But, uh, Tone, let's go with you. Next week's headlines today. Ooh. Um, Uh, let's see. I'm I'm going with uh Justin Herbert leads the Chargers uh overtime victory. Earns the and just, starting and gun. solidifies himself as the Chargers yep. starter. Yep. All right. I can see that. Again, I just I really like there was a couple of plays where Herbert ran 
where the linebacker was coming to lay the wood and the linebacker got the worst of the collision. And that yeah. doesn't happen all that often with a quarterback. So yep. that, that intrigued me. LJ, do you have a, a headline for next um, week? Ben Kotwicka, the former special teams coordinator of the Atlanta Falcons, <laughs> is really enjoying his new low-pressure uh, job as uh, in and out server in Dallas. So <laughs> <laughs> That is awesome. In uh, Dallas, yeah, because that's where he's that awesome. <laughs> he's at that In and Out Burger over in Rockwell. Yeah, he's at Rockwell. Yeah, <laughs> that's awesome. Um, Pops, do you have one, or you mean to go? Because I have two. No, options. I, well, I've got a quick one. I, I did. I didn't really have one, but I will say that I think we're going to get to see, and LJ should like this. We're gonna with Cortland Sutton out. We're gonna get to see Jerry Judy, and I'm gonna tell you what. I meant to mention this last week. Chris Collinsworth was was talking about him getting off the line and how it was nasty. That guy's got some moves. Yeah, Jerry Judy has some moves, and I believe he could he could fill that role. I know he's a rookie, yeah. but he could fill that role. Now, I mean, he's going to have Blake Bortles or Jeff Griscoll <laughs> throwing to him, so I, you know, I'll see how good that goes. But I do think Jerry Judy will be fun to watch, and I make this is, to see him play. Agreed. Yeah, that's a great call. Yeah. I I've heard people I, Jerry Judy. To me, looks a lot like Jerry Rice. Ooh. So we'll see. Okay. Whoa. I'll take it. He looks scary good, Tony. <laughs> I agree. Very good. As a Bronco fan, LJ, you need to hear something good. Yeah. So this is at least this is good <laughs> well, for you. As good as the Bronco really great Jerry Rice. All right. <laughs> <laughs> um my headline for next week, I'm gonna stick with the game that I think is gonna be a really good one that the, the Packers are gonna win some money. I think come next week, we're talking about Aaron Jones as possibly the best running back. In the National Football League. Okay. Yeah. I, I, it could happen. I think we're already kind of thinking about it. Jones leads the NFL in rushing yards right now with 234. The only other player with 200 is Derrick Henry, and he did so with 22 more carries. And if you date back to the start of last year, the only person that has more touchdowns, total touchdowns, than uh, Jones is Christian McCaffrey, who is also pretty dang good. It's probably the, who's in the conversation with him as top running back. So that's games, one. Right? So. He's missing a few weeks, so I, I I just really think Aaron Jones has been, and this is something I, I bet Tony knows this. Aaron Jones has been one of those guys for years. People have been waiting on him to kind of get unleashed, and they just for whatever reason keep giving Jamal Williams. I think finally they decided, all right, we're just going to hitch our hitch our wagon to the Aaron Jones show. Yeah, and, most, and by the way, that other Aaron on the teams looks pretty yeah. good this year too. Most one of the most underrated RB ones in the business right now is Aaron Jones. And he does so really with does. he has good hands too. Like I've seen him outside yeah. where Rodgers will throw like a yeah. back shoulder pass and he makes a catch where it looks like a receiver. I yeah. I just think the more they use him, the more we're gonna go, wow, this guy just he's even better than I thought yeah, he was. And we think good. he's pretty good. The guy's really good. Yeah. One a person I almost mentioned, and I, I just didn't one because I've I've kind of bashed him a lot, but uh when do we start talking about Kirk Cousins and going to the bench? You've been waiting for that for a while. <laughs> Well, he gives me a reason about every couple That's weeks, true. and he's, he's done so again. He I, uh, didn't look so hot the, per- the first two weeks, and last week was uh, real bad. What do you think, Tone? Got to mighty. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I tell you what, the Minnesota Vikings probably are them and the Cleveland Browns are the the biggest disappointments of the year so far. Uh, even though the Browns are one and one, they barely beat the Bengals. So, I, I, but they are the biggest disappointment. Minnesota made a big signing on the on the defensive line to get that Jacksonville player. They suck, and it's well, just, and then Anthony Barr just tore his pectoral muscle, so he's out for the year. That's a big one for yeah, him. Big, terrible for but a defense Cousins, that was already bad. For the money that Cousins is getting paid, he is not being very effective. He hadn't paid off yet. Not yeah. effective at all. And 
and Justin Jefferson just hadn't shown up at all. At all. Well, you know who this is looking really good for? The start that Kirk Cousins and that offense had? It's making Stephon Diggs look even better because he's looked really good <laughs> over in Buffalo. Really good, yeah. yeah. I looked last week, just last week alone, Minnesota wide receivers had seven catches for 99 yards total. Stephon Diggs had eight catches for 153 yards and a touchdown last week by himself. Mm. And on the year, they have comparable numbers, just Diggs, compared to that whole wow. group. And it could be a fluke. The, yeah. the Vikings were one I thought about turning around because I do think Zimmer's a good coach. I just, as we know, as I've long said, I just don't think, I don't trust Kirk Cousins. Now, that said, he'll probably put together three weeks where he looks pretty decent when he's not on national. Like, you just don't notice it, and all of a sudden, they'll be yeah. three and two, and he's looking good again. So, who knows? That's why I didn't make it my next week's headline because I could see it happening. But I just think the conversation, I'm, I'm whispering it out there a little bit. <laughs> I did want to revisit our headlines from last week and see how we're okay, looking. Okay, good call, good call. So, Dad says last week, he said the Cowboys set records and must win week two game. We did just say that the Falcons, no one's ever lost a game like the Falcons <laughs> lost ever. Boy. Ding! Must win. And the Cowboys win a must win game. So. Well, they both refer a lot of yards. That was my. That was what I was putting my wagon to. <laughs> right, I was kind of, you know, just... <laughs> but you're right, I didn't... LJ's and you did go that was where you gave us an, a second lock for the over under and you yeah. were correct yeah. uh, LJ said that we would say Rivers still got it that was and we just talked about the Vikings I'm not I'm not sure yeah. but Rivers didn't look bad yeah. I mean it, yeah he looked all right. it was the most milk toast correct thing that I might have been able to say <laughs> so I think it's worth noting I, I believe the Colts have only punted so far this year twice wow. so that means the offense is moving up and down the That's field notable, and yeah. getting field goals at least. Yeah, well, Rivers has and, got four interceptions too, so you got to give him that. <laughs> and then my my headline was going to be Jimmy G is the problem for the Falcons or for the 49ers. I was wrong. It's just the injury bug. That's the problem <laughs> yeah. for the 49ers. We don't know about Jimmy G, so we'll have to we'll have to see how that one plays out. Um, did you did you guys have anything else from week two or kind of looking ahead to next week? Let's 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 talk about that Monday night football game that uh. Chiefs Ravens. I see you're wearing for the for the listeners out there. There's a Lamar Jackson on Uncle Tony right now. Yep, that's right. So, um, what do you think happens Monday night? Boy, a, a great game. Uh, this is uh, you know you know so much get your popcorn without, uh, You know without fans there, even though it is in Baltimore. I, if this was in Kansas City, uh, I think you know it, it'd be a different story. But I kind of like Baltimore at home. I maybe by. Maybe by two. We could be looking at another uh, overtime type game. But I, well, I so the line right like now minus three and a half for Baltimore. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, With I, the I, over under a fifty three and a half. So I, stout. But I mean, these are two good offenses. Yeah. I'd go over. Yeah, I the over's probably in reach. And man, this will be fun. This will be fun to watch. It'll be a good game. Well. It, and this game will be huge because with the the addition of they added that playoff team, so now only one team, I believe, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think one team gets the bye if they're That's correct. Right yeah. Good point. So, yeah. and I would imagine these two teams are the teams vying yep. for that in the AFC. Yeah. Uh, Steelers, yeah, so. but yeah, but no, uh, the the Ravens, <laughs> Ravens Chiefs, definitely the two. Winner of this game takes a big step forward. Yep. But I like the Ravens in this one. Now going to that game against the Chargers, did you notice? And Romo actually kind of called it out a little bit. On that beautiful throw to Tyreek Hill, where he kind of rolls into the end zone, he definitely takes his helmet off afterward. And that is a 15-yard penalty that should have been assessed Ooh, on the two-point yeah. conversion. And would have made a difference. They still might have got it, but it would have made a difference. 
that I saw that, and I kind of wondered if it fell off when he rolled or if he took well, it Well, so that's off. what he said. After the game, he said it definitely fell off. I hit the ground, and then it I, fell he off. He put his hand on his face mask and lifted the helmet. That's not a fall off. <laughs> what may be more true is it maybe came a little loose, and then he took it off, but he definitely, as Pop said, he reached for his face mask and took his helmet off. He yeah. hit the ground hard. He did hit the ground yeah. hard. But yeah, I, I just couldn't tell. Because when he came up, I saw the where did the helmet go? I thought, oh, no. And you got to think, well, there's no flag. It must have fallen off. But I... Yeah. I think that's what the that's ref, what happens when you trust a referee. That's a mistake. <laughs> <laughs> it was great though with the replay. They show it, and they were just talking because it was an amazing throw by Mahomes. Mm-hmm. And so Romo was just like, "Oh my gosh, Jim, Jim!" <laughs> and then after, as the replay, they're about to cut to the two point conversion, and you see him take his helmet off, and Romo's like, "Oh, we took his helmet off there." And they were already about to say "Huff" for the two point conversion, so they just kind of let it slide. Hmm. But that, that was that that no call did impact things i think lj what do you think monday night happened do you think the the ravens chiefs do you have one you like i mean yeah it's gonna be a close game um i just to be you know adversarial i'll, I'll take the chiefs to win it um just because i like to have that sort of competitive edge on the show but uh i could take either one they both they both look like good teams to me um uh, you know i hate uh how long's watkins out i guess is maybe a question but um Watkins kind of goes in and out. I'm not it's just what he does. He's, he's fine in the sun. The, the, I think what the, where the game comes down to, and it maybe will be uh, where the Ravens can prove, because I think their problem last year, what Tennessee showed, is they're, they're good when they're ahead. We know, we saw that when they were 14-2. They're good when they're playing ahead and they're running that offense, running some play action. When they get behind and all of a sudden – that play action's not as useful, and Lamar's having to really throw. Not that he doesn't have a talented arm, but he's just really having to – the game's all on him now. Tennessee showed that's where they struggle. Yeah. I could easily see the Chiefs jumping – I mean, that, that team jumps out to a lead on a lot of people, so I could easily see them jumping out to a 7 or 10-0 lead. And we'll see what the Ravens can do. I think this will tell me, are the Ravens for real, for yeah. real, as in in the playoffs? Because well, I think we all know they're good. Everything for the AFC is what it's going to mean. Oh, yeah. 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 And I'll tell you. Uh, Do you have any strong thoughts on it, or go ahead, Todd? Yeah, I was going to say uh, our consulting service, Prestige Worldwide, would definitely yes. say that the Chiefs are going to have ground control on this one with <clears throat> Ceh. He's the uh, factor that they haven't had in the past, and Chiefs will the Chiefs will knock this one out. I mean, when Prestige talks. You ought to listen. My ears, my ears perk up. <laughs> well, I, I do want to add this. I, I thought, I thought the uh, the Chargers. Uh, did a good job defending uh, that Kansas City offense. And I think Jim Harbaugh is a better coach, and I think they've got a fairly comparable defense. Um, I think they're – I, I, I kind of like Baltimore. Yeah. I think it's going to be a hell of a game, but but I, I really think that the book was out a little bit on how to maybe stop Mahomes a little bit. And uh, that's a that's a scary thing to say. <laughs> well, I, you know, I I just I love Mahomes. I mean, there's there's nothing not to like. But with Watkins, that looked like he was he was uh, looked like he had gotten hit by a heavyweight going off the field. I, he's got to be in concussion protocol. He says there's a quote that says he's healthy, but it's going to be concussion protocol. So I can't see, see him now. being back next week. And 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 he's been playing well. So I think him being out, I I give it, it's a slight edge, but I give Baltimore uh, the edge in that game. And I, I, just because we didn't touch on it, and I think you can't have a, a, a week this week where we don't talk about Tom and Tampa. Right. Uh, did 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 we see anything week two? I, he still isn't impressing me really. But once again, he didn't have God when he didn't have his full plethora of, of targets. He handed off to uh, Leonard Fournette really well. <laughs> That's, That's what, what I was going to say. Did. Fournette not only 
ran away, not took that job, but he ran away with it. I think Ronald Jones is now done. He's in the bench, and it's going to be the Fournette show. And I think they were just looking for a reason to shift over because they couldn't just completely give it away, and they needed a reason to. And Ronald Jones gave him that by fumbling a handoff with Tom Brady. And Ronald Jones is one of those guys, Tony, you probably know it. He just he seems talented, but for whatever reason, it doesn't correlate on the field, just mental errors and things like that. Yeah. And Leonard Fournette, there's, there's talent there. I don't know for sure if he'll fit in, but there's talent. What do you think, Tony? Yeah, I agree. Uh, I started Ronald Jones last week, and uh, he did get a touchdown. But I think that uh, – so I think that, uh, uh, yeah, Fournette, there, there's a reason they brought him in there. And it's it's a one-year contract, and this is to see if they can get the Super Bowl with that power back. And, and it, once Fournette learns the system, I think we'll see him in there a while. I, did, I don't know if you noticed how many times LaShawn McCoy got the football. I thought that well, I saw him in a little bit and then targeting him in the passing game. Some six touches kind of forgot that they signed him at one point, and I was like, Oh, Shady's been in a lot. Uh, have you noticed while we're talking about Tampa just before, is Gronk done anything? Like, I really barely even noticed him. I don't know if this is just him getting into football shape or if this is more about him being done. What do you think, LJ? You were about well, to. Read I was something. just gonna say that he has. He actually has a stat for zero catches for zero yards. So that means he's got to drop at least. Do, um, do, hmm. Do you know how many snaps he's played, LJ? Let me see if I can find I can it real quick. With, if you guys want to keep talking, I'll find it. IT's gonna check. IT's gonna check. Yeah. Uh, well, while while IT's on that, I just want to see more Tom Brady going downfield because that's that's the question mark, right? We know he's got it up upstairs we just want to know what that arm talent is and if he has a running game now there was that flea flicker that they ran where Fournette tossed it back to him and he kind of underthrew I forget who he was throwing deep to but he underthrew him a little bit and that's just what makes me a little nervous you know yeah well this is where when the arm strength goes it goes fast and uh but he's still a real smart quarterback and um they'll find a way for him to be able to be successful Godwin really being out kind of hurt him it was good to see Mike Evans come back and be Mike Evans, but uh, he looked like Mike Evans. Yeah, that's yeah. Big. But I think Godwin being able to run the uh, under routes will really help Brady. Uh, and and if they do get McCoy going in the passing game, uh, it could be a decent defense. And if they do it right, they scored thirty-one points this week. That's really what, what they need to shoot for. I mean, it's not like you saw the Patriots scoring 45, 50 points to win. He was in the you know twenty-five to thirty-five range. So. And honestly, I don't think Tampa ends up with the best record in the NFC. So they're probably not going for home foot advantage. So, and I, they're just trying to get into the playoffs. And there's so many new toys there and new people. I don't think we know who and what Tampa is until week seven, six or seven, where Arians really gets a chance like, to figure out what is LJ Howard? What are we going to do with him? And the same for Tom Brady to figure out what is Goblin? What is he like? What is he? Because we, we know they didn't get a ton of practice. I mean, they probably got more yeah. than most because, you know. Tom's doing a little bit of chicanery, yeah. but uh, <laughs> chicanery is that <laughs> word? Chicanery. <laughs> LJ, did did it uh, come so, back? So with what they found or? was uh, that he had fifty four snaps in week one, but he's only got four targets in the two weeks total. So he's yeah. getting out on the field a lot, but he's not doing a lot with it. Is is what is what I'm being told? So what you're seeing is what Rob, what Gronkowski became his last two years at the Patriots. He's the blocking tight end. Yeah, and yeah. he's very valuable in that role. He is the he is the second tackle to to protect Tom Brady. That's why he's there. That makes sense. Yeah. All right. Well, I think that about wraps up the big thing. I know they were talking about. Well, you got to get one parting shot. The big thing that was the headlines after Monday Night Football is Drew Brees being washed. You don't. Have, I don't need a long answer, but Dad, is Drew Brees 
washed up, or was that just a bad game? That's a bad game. Tony? Oh, it's just a bad game. No, no he's not washed up. LJ, what do you Washed, think? Washed? No, it's a bad game. It's just a bad game. I'm sorry. I want to be more aggressive, but <laughs> well, dude, I don't know for sure can... if he's washed up, but he's the second best quarterback on New Orleans right now. So <laughs> there's, there's come that. on, man. We're we're living in America. You think there's any way that Vegas loses in Vegas with their home opener? Come on, man. <laughs> I don't. You don't. Well, how good is cover? Michael Thomas? Does Michael Thomas make Drew Brees throw it further? Because he averaged dude. like 4.82 air yards on his passes so far this season, which is the worst since 2009 when Brett Favre did it at age 50 or whatever dude, it was. So that was the that was the best bet in North America. Is you think Vegas is going to lose and, and and not beat the spread on their first game in Vegas? That was awesome. No, it was. Yeah, it, it's just a bad game. Well, and here's the question everybody's asking. What's the better-looking stadium, SoFi or Allegiant Field in Las Vegas? That Allegiant oh. Field looked pretty damn cool. Yeah. It looked, looked pretty cool, sweet. It, those are badass stadiums. I, boy, so you fun. know they wish they had people in them. <laughs> yeah. You don't, you, know, hey, you don't know until you flush those toilets, man, until 50,000 people flush the toilet. You don't know how good the stadium is. <laughs> I'm going to live on that advice right there. All right. Well, I think that'll do us for another week of the Just Press Play podcast. Don't forget you can get all your gambling done over at betonline.ag. And if you need to clean up a little bit, whether you're doing it in the dark or in the shower, doesn't matter where you're doing it. Manscaped has you covered with the new lawnmower 3.0. Go over to manscaped.com and put in the promo code armchair and you'll get 20% off and free shipping. Tom, we appreciate you having on, and we will talk to y'all next week. Peace. Peace Peace out. So, uh, Stats has got a quick update. Uh, It's been 96 snaps so far that Gronk's been on the field. It's above his average. Well, you said 53 the first game, so that's, uh, what's the quick math, 46, something like that. Do do your chism bop there, Cliff. Tell us what that is. (laughs) Is a bomb? What? <laughs> I, yeah, I don't even know. Stats, could you look that up? What is a chisel bot? <laughs> it sounds illegal. That's some chicanery. Stats. I don't know. You don't remember those those chism. TV commercials, the chisel bot, where you had to put your your fingers on the desk and do a chisel bot? You, you know, you kind of yeah. It's he's got something. Tony, that was hungry, hungry hippos. <laughs> it's it's like finger abacus is what it is. It's like from Korea. Finger abacus. Yeah. Which I would think he would just count.